Welcome to episode 81 of the Ben Briggs podcast. Uh, I am Ben Briggs. It's Tuesday. It's not Tuesday. It's not Tuesday, people. I know. I know. Um, it's Friday. It's Friday the 14th. Um, but this is a Tuesday episode coming at you late as fuck. And I'm sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Um, I've been a bit uh, out of sorts. Um, have you been mentally ill, Ben? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, I've been a bit uh, fucking rough the last couple of days. And um, with one thing and another, oh, God, this fucking hernia is playing up a little bit and I've got some sort of fucking infection. Uh, so I've been shitting green shit for the last few days and basically haven't been able to sit down for half an hour. Um or so, however long this runs, uh, without um, needing to get up and uh, have my bowels excavated. So, um, yeah. So, sorry for the shit start. There he goes. There he goes. Back on form. Shit start to the podcast. And sorry it's fucking late. Um, but, uh, yeah. The last couple of days, it's been a fucking war zone down there. I ain't going to lie to you. Jesus. I went to Egypt years ago. He not slipping into material. Um, still doing that, Ben? Eh, sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I went to Egypt years ago, and this is fucking far worse, man. That was that was a bad, bad experience. But this is ugh, something else, man. I tell you, uh, not to go into too much detail, but um, it's uh, it's uh, it's getting sore, baby. It's getting a little bit sore. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we're late. We're back in the UK. You might be able to tell that from the sound quality difference. Um, hopefully you can anyway. Jesus. If not, I've spent a fortune for no fucking reason on this shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we're back in Briggs Towers. Um, everything is, uh, the flight back and that was fucking sweet. Um, it was kind of sweet. But kind of put me in pain as well because um, it was it was sweet. The flight back was sweet with the respect that I was in the corner seat of uh, where I was uh, flying back from, uh, flying back on the plane. And there was sort of like three seats, then I think three seats in the middle, and then three seats the other side. So, um, and when I got on, I was like one of the first to go on because I paid for. Uh, the uh, extra leg room and you get the fucking upgrade and you get uh, get to get on the plane first, which is always, it's like going to the cinema for me, that was. The anxiety that somebody may or may not be sitting next to you and there may or may not be people who are fucking fat sitting next to you and taking, spilling over the seat. This is the thing, spilling over to the, the armrest onto your fucking seat. So, um... But as it turned out, old Benny Boy lucked out, baby, because the seats next to me hadn't been sold. Ah, oh, so I had the whole flight back laying down under a fucking little blanket with my little cushion that I took with me, even though you get another little cushion. But that cushion just filled the gap between the sort of um, uh, the edge of the seat and where I could prop the other free virgin pillow up. And it was like a fucking you know, laying down on a bed when I put the armrests up and that, and it was fucking sweet. So I got to lie down and have a sleep uh, on the plane on the way back. But that, I tell you what, 
that 40 minutes of waiting for somebody. And at one point, the stewardess came over and said, oh, is anybody sitting in these seats here? And I was like, please don't fucking move any me. Please don't fucking move me. And somebody wanted to move from the back. They had a normal seat and they wanted to move into those seats um, that I was lying across and came over and said, oh, is anybody sitting here? I was going to sit here because it's got extra leg room, these seats, didn't they? I said, yeah, they are. Me. And I'm lying across all three. There you go. Get back into cattle class. You fucking... Ugh. Somebody wanted to get a free upgrade, baby, and uh, trying to steal my bed from me. Also, as well, at any point you can get up. I tell you what, it just made me... You can get up for a piss at any fucking point. You don't have to squeeze past people like I did on the way, treading on people's feet and fucking eating next to them and then trying not to fucking touch them with your fucking arm and shit as you're trying to get some kip. So it's kind of nice to lay down a little bit, although I couldn't lay out fully because I'm too fucking tall for that and my feet would have been in the aisle. But apart from that, um, I woke up with uh, in a little bit of an uncomfortable state but it was nice to have like a, a lie down sleep and uh, and have a bit of a watch of a film on the uh, on the way back. I don't know if you've uh, anybody's out there seen the film uh, Jojo Rabbit. It is one of the best, one of the best rabbit films out there. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I was uh, recommended watching this um, watching this film by somebody whose film choices I do not trust whatsoever one iota and um she fucking come through for me man she fucking come through for me um it's a great film if you haven't seen it um uh it's basically uh like a comedy um with regards to uh like a little boy who's in the hitler youth uh i know it sounds comical uh, I imagine somebody's complaining about it out there somewhere, and he has a little imaginary friend uh, who happens to be Adolf Hitler, and it's about him and um, sort of like a kind of like story of uh, a journey of sort of like dis- self-discovery, really, and um, the lunacy uh, of it all. But there's some fucking great performances in it. Uh, Sam Rockwell... Um, Rebel Wilson are really, really fucking funny in it. The guy, I think it's the guy who directed it as well. Um, Taiki Watiki, or something like that. Taka Watiki, or something like that. Anyway, he plays Hitler, uh, and a little boy whose name I don't know plays a little boy in it. He plays uh, Jojo Rabbit in it. But it's fucking, it's a fucking great film. I fucking loved it. Uh, just the fucking, it's sort of like the piss-taking um, stupidity of um, Adolf Hitler, of it. It's, it was very, um, I thought it was like very Monty Python, a little bit, like a little bit Monty python at times, um, a little bit Mel Brooks maybe as well. And um, yeah, it was just the um, stupidity. There's a bit with Sam Rockwell and I think is it, is it Alfie Allen? Uh, yeah, I think he's in it. The geezer out of Game of Thrones who had his knob cut off. That guy. That, the old, uh, the old eunuch from Game of Thrones. Um, he's in it. And uh, there's a brilliant bit at the end uh, where they sort of like storm into uh, over the front almost, um, uh, which is fucking hilarious. Um, but I thoroughly recommend that film. I watched that film on the way back, man. That's the fucking thing. I'll tell you what, the thing about uh, America 
is they have some fucking great films on even the normal TV there. Um, like, I think, like, on one channel, I forget what channel it was, Showtime or something, I think at, like, 10 o'clock in the morning, they were playing Die Hard. The original Die Hard. Now, that is not a 10 o'clock in the morning film. If anything, that is after the watershed. But they were just playing it out there. You know, but there's, I suppose in America, can you look outside your fucking window and people are being, like, shot to shit? So you might as well stick those films on at 10 o'clock in the morning. Hey, why not? Hey, buddy, why not? People are getting shot everywhere. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's some fucking pretty cool films out there. The food was pretty good out there as well, to be honest. It's not cheap, though, man. Oh, New York, it's not cheap. Um, and every that's the thing about it is the only thing about getting back. Um, it's a fucking nightmare getting back. I hate the last day. Uh, I think that I said this on the last podcast uh, when I was actually leaving that day. I hate the fucking last day because you know you've got a whole day full of traveling to get through. And um, you're going to be stuck at the airport, hanging around for a little bit. I had to wait like four hours at the gate for my fucking plane and shit. And you're just trying to fill those four hours any way you can. Thank God for free Wi-Fi at JFK Airport. Thank God for that. That kept me going. And the fucking chargers for my phone. So um, so basically, I'm back to normality-ish a little bit. Um yeah, so I've got like some sort of antibiotics I'm taking or, uh, at the minute to get rid of this fucking infection. Clear up the green shit, man. But um, apart from that, I'm feeling a little bit better like this evening, I must admit. Like the last fucking couple of days, I was like, oh, stomach pains, man. I don't know what that is about. I don't know what that is. Flushing it out. And everybody says the same thing, don't they, when you got something like that? Drink lots of water. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm just going to hit the Guinness, just see if that can clear it up, a little bit of iron in my system. Actually, Ben, it might do, yeah, because the iron works as a fuck off. Um, yeah, so um, I don't know. I don't know. But hopefully I'll be back to fighting fitness in the next couple of days. Um, let's have a... Uh, oh, God. Jesus, there was a there was a rumble there, people. I ain't gonna lie to you. There was a fucking bit of a rumble. I might have um, uh, said this too soon. Well, you can just pause it, Ben. I know I can. I know I can. Um, I also uh, so I've been sitting around basically doing this. I haven't gigged. Haven't been able to gig or anything like that since I've been back. Not that I had anything booked in, um, but I've been uh, sort of like indisposed. Hopefully, next couple of weeks I get this op sorted. Ah. Oh! And it'll all be over, baby. It'll be plain sailing. We'll be back to solid, you know, malleable shit rather than the watery fucking dishwater diarrhea fucking shit that's been coming out of me this week. I feel empty. At one point, you know, I just felt like uh, my ass had developed some sort of gag reflex. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't going to lie to you. Oh, man. Uh, lie to us, Ben. Lie to us. Don't tell us the horrible details. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I've basically just been sitting around since I got back, unpacking. I unpacked as much as I can. I've started doing a bit of washing today of shit, of clothes and shit. And then you have to put everything away, don't you? And then the holidays, you know, that's it. Then you put the case away, let it gather dust until the next time you fucking need it. 
and then hopefully um, it will still all be working. Not that there's anything that can go wrong in a case, obviously. Hey, you ask Columbo. Um, but I, I was sitting around watching the Malcolm X uh, documentary, as recommended by uh, Big Johnny P, a uh, fellow comedian. And um, we've set up like a little documentary club, I think, where we just uh, fucking send each other weird fucking or horrendous documentaries to watch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I watched that, the Malcolm X thing, um, which is all about his assassination. Nobody knows who did it, really. Or they couldn't be asked to investigate it. That's probably it, I think. Um, but there was part of that documentary where it takes you through all the suspects and shit like that. And what actually happened to him and how he died. And um, and the fact that there was like about five people. I think there was five shooters or something like that. And they were all um, uh, African-American guys. But um, apparently... Um, He'd been slagging off the nation of Islam beforehand. And as he's doing it and that, you're just thinking, you need, you probably need to shut your mouth a little bit here, mate. It's not going to be a good outcome for you. <laughs> you're a black geezer in the 1960s in America who's kicking up a bit of a fuss. You know, it's not going to work out. I think he was killed before Martin Luther King. I'm not sure. Any Americans out there can correct me on that. But if you were a black guy, even now, I imagine, it's not much better. But if you were a black guy in the 1960s and you started ruffling a couple of feathers, it was well worth getting a life insurance policy, I think. (laughs) In hindsight, it was. Um, In those times. Jesus. Talking about that, also, I watched a film, uh, not talking about black guys, but... um, I watched the film um, Harriet today. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. That is fucking weird. Well, it's it's fucking interesting because it's about, like, someone who was, like, freeing the slaves and shit like that, like some woman who did that. Uh, Har- obviously, it's all in the name, isn't it? Harriet Tubman, I think. Um, and, um, yeah, it was about her freeing all the slaves and shit like that. But then it gets, like, really weird where she's sort of, like, starts talking to God and shit like that, and then starts, like, fainting every now and again, and God was talking to me. I just found that bit a bit weird. Just keep it real, people. You know what I mean? You don't have to throw fucking God into everything, unless she claimed that's what happened. You know, I imagine she did. I imagine they haven't just thrown that in there. I imagine she's quite famous for fucking fainting when God's talking to her. But the amount of dishes she broke, Jesus, fucking... I don't know. Anyway, the point I was trying to make about the uh, the Malcolm X uh, documentary is that is a geezer who you're watching it and you just think, you need to fucking shut up a bit, man. This is not going to end up well for you. You know, he started slagging off the fucking nation of Islam, like everybody. You can get your message across and still stay alive. You know, I know it's 1960s America and they're out there fucking gunning for everybody at that point in their history. Don't know whether it's that much different today. Didn't see any guns, by the way, while I was in New York. Saw lots of signs saying at the airport, please don't carry guns onto the plane and shit like that. I'm, you know, surely that's a given, isn't it? You would have thought they're making you take your shoes off as you walk through the thing that fucking gives you leukemia. That fucking zappy thing where you have to hold your hands up 
the x-ray. You have to hold your hands up. Like you're already a suspect when you're working through there. You don't have that in the UK. You just have the little box thing like you walk through at Heathrow. And then it either beeps or it, 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 it beeps or it doesn't beep. And if it does beep, then you have to get patted down by some drooling pervert who's dressed, <laughs> who's dressed as a fucking uh, security guard with his rubber gloves on. Hey, you're the one touching everybody, buddy. You're not going to catch anything from me. I don't know, man. I don't know. But you would have thought that's a given, wouldn't you? That in this day and age, you can't take a fucking gun on a plane. I don't know, people. That's, that's, that sign's there for somebody, though, isn't it? You know, somebody's gone, oh, fucking just carry a fucking uh, Just carry a fucking gun onto the plane. I don't know, man. The security line was fucking massive. Heathrow was uh, um, so much better getting into. Uh, getting into the States ain't too bad if you've been there before. If you've already had an Esther, you can just cruise through the already had an Esther line. I don't think that's the particular name for it. But um, getting out, the queues were fucking pretty horrendous. And then you've got the people. That's the worst thing. You've got people queuing up. And then you've got the people squeezing by going, oh, I've got to get a plane in an hour. Oh, can I come through? Oh, I've got to push through. You, you've got loads of those. Loads of people. Oh, I'm late for my plane. Well, you know, you should have left earlier. Just allow them not to um, squeeze by and wait at the end of the queue. They're never going to make that mistake again, are they? You know, they're only ever going to do that once. I was there five hours before I flew. I know. That's me. That's my analness coming out there. Analness? Anality? What's the what's the word I'm looking for? Anality? Analness? I don't know. <coughs> my anal side. I don't know. Let's, let's, let's not talk about my anal side at the moment. <laughs> it's taking a bit of a fucking bruising. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, that's the thing. Those people will never make that mistake again. If you just elbow them out the way, there was some fucking, oh, I think she was Italian. Hey, may I, may I come through? I think she was fucking Italian or something like that with a fucking stupid, not that accent, but it was a fucking stupid accent. Looked Italian anyway. Um, She might have been, I don't know. I don't know. There's a geezer behind me who was going to Israel. Because I was saying all this to him and he looked horrendously shocked because he was American and couldn't believe an English person was being as impolite as I was. When I was like, you know, can somebody just, somebody's just got to call it and just say they've got to wait. Uh, he was on his way to Israel. Um, I don't know. I didn't ask any questions, man. He was a black dude going to Israel. I don't know. I don't know. He didn't um, look like a typical Jew. There was a lot of Jew, uh, Jewish people queuing up, though. Like, at that point. So I imagine they were going to Israel. Um, you know, like the curls. I don't I don't understand the curls. They have a shaved head and then curls down the side. There's a specific... I don't know what... Is that Hasidic Jews, is it? I don't know. Jewish people out there, let me know. We've covered everything today. Look at that. Same podcast bringing Hitler and Jews together. Finally! Ah! Oh, healing the peace, Ben. Healing, healing that peace. Now, uh, I don't know. Uh, let's have a little Google of this. Um, here we go. Look at that straight away. Hasidic Jews. Yes, it's got to be. Ah, oh, Briggs. 
that uh, religious education class that you took for a year, had to take for a year, by the way, uh, uh, at uh, upper school. Sometimes about, oh, Jesus. Also known as Hasidic Judaism is a Jewish religious group. Well, yeah, I imagine. Uh, why do Hasidic Jews wear curls? Here we go. Payo, uh, payo is it? Uh, are worn by some men and boys in the Orthodox Jewish community based on an interpretation of the biblical injunction saying, <laughs> <coughs> sorry, uh, against shaving the corners of one head. That's very fucking specific. That seems like it's something that's just been thrown in there. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, you you gotta you can't eat fucking pork and shit, and uh, and uh, you you can't shave the corner of your head. What's that? <laughs> what's that? I don't mind not eating pork and and pigs and that, but uh, what's the what's the thing with the corners? Oh yeah, yeah, you can't. Uh, it says in the Bible you can't shave the corner of your head. <laughs> Fucking hell! I'm sorry to mock it, Jewish people out there, but that is one of the most ridiculous things. There are different styles of power among the Haredic, which is Hasidic, Yemenite, and Chardal. I don't know if I said that. Jews. What is the difference? What do Hasidic Jews believe? The Hasidic Orthodox Jews they believe that the Torah, the five books of Moses, is the literal word of God. That's it. The word. The word of God. Ah, dear. Um, yeah, so, well, you learn something new every day, people, don't you? That's why they have those stupid curls. And they do, you know, they look a bit ridiculous, don't they? You've got a shaved head. Surely if you can't shave the corners of your head, you'd have curls on, like, the front that they did, and then at the back as well, wouldn't you? I mean, it's quite difficult. A skull is usually not square-shaped. But you'd have curls at the front and curls at the back, wouldn't you? Sort of like tassels round a, on the edge of a... on the edge of a, um, a tablecloth. You'd have tassels like that, wouldn't you? Just all around the edge of your head. Hey! Do it right, Jews. Come on. Let's do this right. Get them tassels going. And uh, yeah, and they all wear the same hats as well, don't they? Is that a thing as well? They all they all kind of like dress the same as well. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, nobody's. I didn't see any Jewish people who had like sort of like bejazzled the curls or had them in different colours or anything like that. It's all pretty bog standard, um, just the normal curls. Some of them were more curled than others. I don't know. Does that mean anything? Does that mean that they're higher up in the Jewish community than others. I don't know. It may do. I don't know. But that is a... That is a I know Sikhs grow their hair, don't they? And uh, have them on the turbans, uh, under the turbans and that. But, um, yeah, I've uh, that is one of the weirdest hairstyles of a religion. When religion starts dictating what sort of hairstyle you have, it's up there with the Kim Jong-il thing, isn't it? Or Kim Jong-un, where everybody has to... Apparently, everybody has to have the same haircut as him. I don't know whether that's true. People just out there just begging that Kim Jong-il uh, eventually gets a little bit of fashion sense. 
<laughs> people in North Korea who are into fucking heavy metal thinking, come on, any day now he's going to start growing it. I don't know. I don't know, people. Um, what are we on? Ugh, let's have a look. A little bit of a rumble there. 24 minutes. We've talked about Jews a lot today. Um, fair play to him. I don't know. This, you know, this podcast not going to upset any Jews out there, is there? They've had far worse things happen to them over the years, other than their haircuts. <laughs> I think. Oh, dear. Uh, what are we going to have a look at? Let's have a look. Uh, let's run through a couple of little bits that have uh, been in the sort of like news, like everybody else does on all their fucking podcasts. Um, let's have a look. There was, what was there? What were we looking at? Oh, yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, this is uh, this is something that I uh, I I like keeping my car clean. It fucking freaks me out because I drive so many miles in it. I got a 2010 Ford K8, man. Uh, 2010. I've started. That's what I'm going to do from now on as well. After being in America, they're obsessed with what year cars are. Um, uh, but here's one. Uh, I clean my car myself as well because I quite actually enjoy the laboriousness and monotony of cleaning it. It's, it somehow cleanses my soul, people. Um, parent shame for a disgusting car that took professionals seven hours to clean. You'd just give up, wouldn't you? You'd give up after three hours of cleaning it. A team of professional cleaners spent seven hours cleaning a parent's car which had been left in a funky state by their children and other parents were all too familiar with the mess. Let's have a look. A parent has been slammed for the state of their car after taking it to be professionally cleaned. Uh, photos of the back seat show biscuits, sweets, wrappers, and a lollipop stick scattered around. Fucking, doesn't, you know, like seven hours. I'm not sure it would take seven hours to do that. Oh, man, it's fucking rank. It looks like the inside of my fucking toilet. Ugh. So, uh, yeah, the job uh, uh, took seven hours in total with the seats, carpets being shampooed, cleaned uh, multiple times. I, you know, I, there's some fucking filthy animals out there, isn't there? It looks a lot better afterwards, I must admit. But there is, like, some filthy fucking bastards there. Uh, that looks awesome. It looks pretty awesome, actually. Fucking hell, I might get them to do mine. Uh, the car was unrecognisable afterwards, but some were appalled at how it had been allowed to get in such a state. One person said, how the actual fuck do disgusting maggots actually let shit get to this? Uh, I'd hate to see the state of the person's house. Yeah, Jesus. Or the fucking person's genitals got a fucking lollipop stuck on the end of it. I don't know. I had a bit of tea there. I had to calm down a little bit. That's fucking grossed me out. Anything like that sort of like grosses me out. That's why I never want to go to restaurants that I eat in and look at the kitchens. I'd just rather be oblivious to things, you know, like or if somebody. Uh, oh, yeah, that happened in New York. Somebody I bought a um, what was it? I bought a fucking I bought some. I bought a sandwich or something or a roll baguette, as they call them out there. And as the guy was preparing it, I uh, just fucking. Uh, saw him just itch his nose and then, oh, man, that went straight in the bin. Thanks very much. After he prepared it, there you go, buddy. Thanks a lot, man. Walked out, the, paid for it, walked out the store, straight in the bin. See you later. I'm not going to be eating that, but I didn't have the thing about me to say, you've just fucking wiped your nose there, mate. 
You've just fucking ruined it. All what I should do is just go to places, order it, and then close my fucking eyes, put my fingers in my ears, and just wait until somebody taps me on the shoulders to pay for it. Thank you. Thanks. I don't know what. I don't want to know exactly how you prepared it, what knives you used, or anything like that, whether you're using the same one as the fucking meat knife or anything like that. Just fucking, just get it inside myself and use it as sustenance to move on to the next time I will need a meal. That's it. Ah, oh dear. What are we on? 28 minutes. Ah. Sorry about this. I'm doing a countdown all the time, and I. Ah, oh dear. Um, let's have a look. What's the next? Uh, we've got one more, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, this is a fucking beauty. Um, let's have a look. Fucking, where is it? Thank you, Noble Wanker. Where is it? Let's have a look. Ah, here we go. Here we go. Cheating husband, in inverted commas, caught with pregnant woman on antenatal ward by wife's pal. Holy shit, somebody been banging around. Uh, the woman has no idea how to break the heartbreaking news to her best friend, saying she completely adores him. Yeah, so you sold your story to a newspaper instead. <laughs> That's the best way to do it, girl. Get some fucking money out of it as well. A woman may be forced to tell her best friend she believes her husband in cheating after spot. This sounds like bullshit. Is cheated. After spotting him on an antenatal ward with a pregnant woman, the mum to be was at the hospital for an appointment when she noticed a partner's pal with a visibly pregnant young lady and said the pair were acting like a couple. Well, I imagine they have done something. Uh, she was completely shocked and has no idea how to break the news to her friends, so took to the parent in website Mumsnet. There we go. This is where we're getting our news from these days, people. Mumsnet. Under the title, seeing friend's darling husband at antenatal clinic with other woman. Just returned from the antenatal. While waiting in the room, I saw one of my oldest friends, a dear husband, with a young lady. Whoa. She was visibly pregnant by their accents. They were definitely a couple. They were sitting in a farm. Yeah. They didn't notice me. Why, why did you write this on mum's net? You'd just fucking tell her, wouldn't you? Or have a word with a guy, at least. He, if you saw him, he must have saw you. I don't know. Um, she adores him. How do I tell her? What What would you do? This is a fucking bullshit. You'd just say, wouldn't you? You'd say, oh, hi, fucking Gary. How you doing? Who's your pregnant bitch? <laughs> saw your wife today going around for coffee later. Uh, I was shocked when I saw him and regret not speaking to him now. Yes. Oh, fuck off. You'd say something, wouldn't you? If you saw somebody who you knew was at an antenatal clinic with somebody, especially a woman, come on. There's always, you know, you're not going to keep your trap shut, ladies, are you? Not about that one. You know, you're going to be thinking about all those guys in the past who have fucked you over. Maybe your best friend isn't really your best friend and there's little fucking things you hate about her. You're going to bring that up, aren't you? Oh, it's... Under the caring thing of saying, oh, I thought you might need to know that your husband's been knocked up some other woman. I know. Come over here. Have a hug. We'll have one of them little hugs that us women have. I don't know, man. Surely should say something. She should have said something. Or at least write an anonymous note. Take a picture of him on your phone and send it to your mate. That would have been the best thing, wouldn't it? Video it. Uh... 
Another said, uh, when our numbs, uh, this is the mum's net advice. What is it? Hey, man. Uh, you need to tell her, but there is every chance she won't believe you. He'll probably lie through his teeth. And there's somebody who's been fucking spurned by men, isn't it? And say you were seeing things or it was someone else. Yeah, another said, yes, you need to speak to her ASAP. Can I fucking videotape the reaction? <laughs> no. Gently ask her if they have separated and tell her what you saw. Hey, uh, Claire, have you separated from Gary? No? Okay. I saw him with a pregnant woman. <laughs> How'd you drop that shit in the conversation? A few of the suggested confronting the husband first. One said, you need to speak to him. Tell him. Yeah, that's what you do. Tell him if he tells his wife or you will. Well, I don't know, man. And then he kills you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I can talk to you about this. Sit down a little bit there. No, a little bit further back. Just under that piano. No, a little bit further back. That's all over. Well, surely it's going to come out anyway, isn't it? You know? I don't know. And that people, is the Valentine's Day podcast. I mean, what better things do you want from a Valentine's Day? We had Hitler. We had the Jews. We had uh, men cheating on women. It's never the other way around, is it? No women ever get caught on mum's net. <laughs> it's always the guy's the bad guy. Hey, you got to pitch it to your audience, I suppose. That's what you got to do. Um, that is episode 81, people. I will be back tomorrow. Saturday, I know. Fuck knows what I'm going to be doing in the meantime that I can talk about, to be honest with you. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, we'll uh, maybe assess where we're at. I'm going to uh, get... Uh, we'll get back onto the adverts as well. Now my um, cavity has healed over somewhat. Um, that's it, uh, people. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday stroke Friday. Uh, in the UK, we've only got about an hour and 40 minutes left of it. Uh, I don't know about the rest of the world, but I'll be back tomorrow, motherfuckers. Take care until then. I'll speak to you then. Take care.